0: Have you got problems? Of course you have. Who hasn't? Let's sort them out. Hello and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Welcome to episode 40. Well, that feels like a Bit of a milestone, doesn't it? Episode 40. That's a nice, big, fat, round number. All thanks to you for downloading these. I'm really, really grateful. Without you, I'd be a man sat in a room talking to himself. Okay, with you, I am also a man sat in a room talking to himself, but in my head, I'm talking directly to you, and that's what makes this all worth it. So for the regular listeners, as you'll know, in each episode, we usually start off by setting the scene, and I tell you what problem we're going to solve. Well, in this episode, the problem we're solving is problems. Yes, not just one problem, but lots of problems. We're going to have a look at proper problems, and a way to help you solve them, called Creative Problem Solving. So let's start off by thinking about, oh hang on, who's this? Oh no, I thought he'd gone away. It's Steve in the field. Hang on a minute, let me just get rid of him. Hello Steve. Hello Steve in the studio, it's Steve in the field here. Yes I know Steve, I I recognise your voice. It's been a while. Yeah I know, I haven't heard from you in ages. I was wondering if maybe you didn't want any of my stuff anymore, but obviously that can't be true. Did you use my New Year's resolutions bit? Yeah, we did, Steve. Kind of. Anyway, I'm recording at the moment. What was it that you wanted? Well, I'd heard that you were looking at problems in this episode, so I thought I'd help you out by telling you some of my problems, and then you can solve them for your listeners, and then we're all better off. It's a win-win. Blue sky thinking. Outside of the box. How does that sound? Uh I'm not sure, really. Steve, what sort of problems are we talking about here? Oh, thanks for asking, Steve. I've got loads. Mm, yeah. What was that, Steve? N- nothing. Carry on. Okay, so my first problem for you to solve is this. Today, I got my car back from being serviced, and when I got in it, I noticed that they'd moved the driver's seat from my usual position. What a pain. It took me ages to adjust it. Okay, and the problem there is what? Exactly. Well, I shouldn't have to do it, should I? They should put it back like it was when I gave it to them. All right, that's not really the kind of problem we're looking at, Steve. OK, don't worry. I've got loads more. Great. What was that, Steve? It's not a very clear line here. Nothing. What's your next problem? OK, this is serious. You know email, Steve? Yes. Well, how do you stop your important emails from going into your junk folder? I've had three today. One of them said that I could be missing out on making over £8 million. Now, if that's not a problem, I don't know what is. Steve, did this email by any chance come from someone who was quickly trying to hide money? Maybe from a government somewhere overseas? Yeah, it did. By any chance, Steve? How do you know? Did they write to you as well? No, Steve. It's a scam. It's not a problem. Your junk folder is designed to do exactly that. Get rid of your junk. Steve, I don't even know why I'm going to ask you this, but... Do you have any real other problems that we might want to consider? Yeah, I've got loads. You don't surprise me. Yesterday, I was setting up Sky Plus to record Game of Thrones, and I realised that Westworld was on at the same time. So I couldn't record both, and I had to choose which one I preferred. Hello? Hello? Well, no, we won't be looking at those kind of problems. We're having a look at real problems. So what is a problem? Well, the good old dictionary defines a problem as a matter or a situation, regarded as unwelcome or harmful and needing to be dealt with and overcome. Now, life has all sorts of problems, doesn't it? Work problems, family problems. Jay-Z had 99 problems. The notorious B.I.G. had Mo problems. And Ariana Grande had one less problem without you. But in the real world, problems are more basic and knotty, aren't they? And they're often more worrying. We have relationship problems, where you know, things aren't going too well with a partner or a spouse. Of course, we have money problems. There are time problems, too much to do and not enough time. Then you got family and kids and teenager's problems you could probably give that area an episode all of its own then there's work problems and those are kind of either maybe problems with the boss or there are problems that you need to solve as part of your job and then there are sort of combination problems so work problems that are also connected to time problems. hang on a minute who put this game of thrones type music on this isn't meant to be a sad episode The great news is that we can solve these problems, all of them, and there's a technique which is designed specifically to attack these knotty, big problems. Before we get into it, let's see why we struggle sometimes. Well, there are a few things that will definitely not work when trying to solve problems. Ignoring them certainly won't work. Nor will changing what you call the problem. You know how companies sometimes insist on you calling a problem a challenge, or even worse, an opportunity? Well, calling it something different might make you feel nice, but it doesn't solve the problem, does it? When I was doing research for this episode, I searched for problem quotes to get me started. God, what a load of tosh. One of the best bits of nonsense I found was a line apparently said by Jack Sparrow, where he says, The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. And bizarrely, some people actually seem to be taking that one seriously. Okay. So we might have a great attitude, but what we really need is a great solution. And that brings to mind another phrase, the old adage of a problem shared is a problem halved. The thing is, even if you do that, you've still got half a problem. Here's some more tea, nonsensical woo from the world of quotes. Expect problems and eat them for breakfast. Really? When you focus on problems, you'll have more problems, when you focus on possibilities, you'll have more opportunities. See, the thing is, they seem like great words, but they don't really mean anything, do they? Even people that I respect have said daft things. This one is credited to Ralph Waldo Emerson. Don't be pushed by your problems, be led by your dreams. Come on, Ralph, wakey, wakey. Now I did find two quotes which were a bit more helpful. One of them is credited to Abraham Maslow. If you only have a hammer, you tend to see every problem as a nail. And then this next one was by Einstein, apparently, and he said, We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking that we used when we created them. Do you reckon if Einstein knew that he was going to be famous to a generation of people as that man who said all the quotes online, he'd have gone into marketing instead of science? So why do people get stuck? Well, Lisa and I are going to give you an example of where using limited thinking gives us limited solutions. And you may be pleased to know that we are coming live again from the kitchen table. Well, kind of. Hello. You have to speak.
1: Oh, we're doing it, are we now? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Hello.
0: It doesn't work if it's just me talking. Um, So here we are. Hello. We're, We're at... Well, we're not at the kitchen table. We're at the same table, but it's not in the kitchen, because in the new house, it's in a different room.
1: It wasn't really in the kitchen in the old house. You just called it the kitchen table.
0: Yeah, it was kind of in the kitchen. You could see the kitchen. Yeah. So uh, we're doing a kitchen table. I'm going to carry on calling it the kitchen table anyway, because our listeners will know what we mean, I think. Um, So this week, we're looking at problems. And I'm sharing the idea of creative problem solving with our listeners. So in this bit of the episode, before I explain what creative problem solving is, I thought it might be helpful first to have a look at why we get stuck in our thinking. So what we're going to do here is like a bit of a role play. Um, So we need to choose a problem. And uh, we talked and we agreed that perhaps the universal problem of money or lack of money might be a good problem to look at. So, what we want to do here is just talk through the problem of money, and what I'm trying to do is illustrate why we sometimes get stuck in our thinking. So, let's give it a try. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Lisa, what's your problem?
1: Well, obviously, we're millionaires, so I'm going to need to pretend a bit here. Yeah, right. I wish. Um, But my problem is money.
0: Okay. And what exactly is the problem?
1: I haven't got enough.
0: Oh, well, the good news is I've researched some inspirational quotes to help you. Okay. Do you have the right attitude? This was said by Captain Jack Sparrow from Off of Those Pirates of the Caribbean. Have you got the right attitude? Yes. Okay, has your problem gone away? No. Okay. What about the old adage, a problem shared is a problem halved? Have you shared your problem?
1: Yes, I have just shared it with you, and now having halved it, we both have no money.
0: Hmm. Okay. So how could we solve the problem of not having enough money?
1: There are two ways. We need to get more money in or spend less.
0: OK, so what does get more in mean? What's the solution there?
1: We need to earn more, but that's not easy to do. So I reckon we're better off focusing on spending less.
0: OK, how can we spend less?
1: We look at essentials and non-essentials. We have to spend less on the non-essentials.
0: OK, that sounds good. Does that solve the
1: problem? Uh, Yes... And no. Uh,
0: OK, um, yes, because...
1: We're spending less money than what we've got coming in every month.
0: OK, and no, because...
1: Um, I've now created a new problem because you've taken all the nice stuff away and we end up having no fun. Oh,
0: this problem-solving lark is tricky, isn't it?
1: Well, I think the problem, Steve, is that we're using convergent thinking. I haven't got a clue what that is, but I know it's the problem.
0: Ah. Oh. Tell me more about convergent thinking, Lisa. (laughs) So yeah, the reason we get stuck sometimes is using that thing called convergent thinking. So in this situation, Lisa was limiting herself to thinking about the possible solutions that she already knows and then immediately judging them to see if they work. Fun fact. According to Wikipedia... Convergent thinking is a term coined by Joy Paul Guilford, an American psychologist, as the type of thinking that focuses on coming up with the single, well-established answer to a problem. So what's happening is that when we try to solve problems, we can get stuck if we are looking for the logical, single, simple answer. And then we tend to only think about solutions that we already know about. But obviously... If those solutions worked, we wouldn't have a problem, would we? So that's where this creative problem-solving model comes in. It helps us look at solutions that we hadn't already thought of. The creative problem-solving technique was started by a chap called Alex Osborne in the 1940s and he developed it in partnership with a man called Sidney Palms in the 1950s in Buffalo. Buffalo reminds me of that sentence that has the word buffalo repeated eight times. And grammatically it makes sense, although I can never explain to anyone why. It also reminds me of my favourite joke. What's the difference between a buffalo and a bison? You can't wash your hands in a buffalo. That might only work in England. I don't know. Osborne and Parnes went on to develop the CEF, the Creative Education Foundation. And that's still going strong today. So, what is creative problem solving? Well, in simple terms, it's a technique or a model that can help you look at your problem in new and different ways. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail on the technical side in this episode. There will be links to the CEF and a couple of other places in the show notes where you can look at the model in more detail if you decide you want to put it into practice. This episode is just about introducing the idea to you. Now, there are four different stages to the creative problem-solving model. You remember we mentioned convergent thinking before? Well, when you're using this technique, the first two stages encourage you to use divergent thinking. It's the opposite. So this is where you look at all sorts of options and try to generate as much information as you can, but without, at that stage, worrying whether it's useful or not, because you do that later on. So stage one is clarify. Now this is where you really work hard on defining what the real problem is. Now it might sound obvious, but sometimes the problem that you think you have isn't actually the real problem at all. So you use things like the five whys which we've touched on before, lots of questioning, and you look at the problem from different angles. Stage two is ideate. so the clue is in the title. You generate lots of ideas, The aim is to go mad here, don't judge, just think about anything and everything to do with the problem. You can brainstorm, you can Google, you can phone a friend, or ideally you can do a mixture of things. The only thing you must not do at this stage is judge or think about whether the ideas are any good or not, because that's stage three. So stage three is develop. So this is where you then take everything you've got, you throw out the rubbish... And you start to think about what might work and what might not, and you put it in some sort of order. And then finally, you've got implement. And this is where you choose exactly what you're going to do, and you get on with it. Let's get back to our conversation between Lisa and I, and see how it works. Hello again. Hello. So, I'm trying to work out if it's more echoey in here than it was Uh, when... The last time we recorded something... The room was empty and we just had boxes everywhere.
1: Yeah. And
0: it was echoier than an echoey thing.
1: That was before D-Day, the worst day in our life.
0: The worst day in our life?
1: Ah, oh, move day.
0: The tiring. Anyway, okay, so that's a different kind of problem. So what we're going to do now is we've done the, we've kind of done the sort of, this is how not to do it. And it. I don't want this to be, it's not preachy. We're not flipping financial experts. What we're just trying to do is kind of, show the steps of a model and how this creative problem-solving model could help. So we've chosen this subject of money, so let's stick with money. So I've told the listener that there are four stages to creative problem-solving. There's clarify, ideate, develop and implement. So the first stage is clarify. So as a reminder, this is where we challenge our thinking about what the problem is. So the first bit of clarify is asking why five times. Let's try that. Lisa, why is not having enough money a problem?
1: Because we can't do the things we want to do. Why? Because most of our spending goes on the essentials and there's not much left for nice stuff.
0: So why is there not enough for both?
1: Because the cost of the essentials and a couple of nice things adds up to more than our salaries.
0: OK, two more whys. Why?
1: Because that's how maths works.
0: OK, um, why do we need to have these essentials and the nice things?
1: Because we need food, we need a roof over our heads, and I need to watch Game of Thrones because it's the only nice thing that I have.
0: Game of Thrones again?
1: What's going on? What?
0: Nothing. Okay, so we've asked five whys. So we've established that there's some sort of conflict between what we might call essential and maybe how we split the money we have. So we're starting to understand the problem. Um, Another way of establishing what the problem is, is to think about what's the aim? Where do we want to get to? So what would be different if we solved this problem?
1: Well, it would be really nice to have more coming in than going out, and then not everything would feel like it was a sacrifice. Isn't it obvious we need to get more in or spend less? I don't see how it can be anything else.
0: Yeah, I agree. That sounds like a solution. But remember, we got stuck with just trying to jump to the solution before. So let's just park that and work through the model. So the next part of clarify is ask even more questions. So it it says, it suggests one way of doing it is to ask what, where, who, when and how. So we're going to ask ourselves those questions about the situation. Don't worry, listeners, we're not going to bore you with asking the questions and trying to come up with them because we've prepared them here. They're written down. So imagine that a lot of time has passed. The questions we come up with were, what do we mean by essentials? What do we need them for?
1: Where does the money go? Where does the money come from?
0: When do the bills go out? Who is spending the money? Mm.
1: Yeah, and who gets the benefit? How do we want to live our lives? And how do we want to decide what the difference is between what we want and what we need?
0: So that's the clarify stage. All we're trying to do there is just be really clear about what the problem is and what we're trying to solve and where we want to get to. So we've realised by using this that the problem isn't the money. It's not the pound nose. But it's the impact on our lives. It's about the things that we can't do. That's the problem.
1: Uh, How old are you? Pound notes?
0: I'm sure I've got a pound note in my pocket. (laughs) If I had a pound note in my pocket, would you take it? No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So next is ideate. So so this is the stage where we chuck a load of ideas on the table and we don't judge them or sort them yet. We just get them out. Don't make that face. So... Aeroplane. an aeroplane. See, <laughs> we didn't have aeroplanes at the old place. I'm sure I said that in the last episode. Okay, so let's quickly brainstorm. Let's just brainstorm things that relate to money.
1: Okay, so we've got bills, household stuff, all your direct debits.
0: So yeah, so we could we could get all the bills and write them down and list them.
1: Oh, and then there's clothes um, and savings. Oh, what if we don't have any savings?
0: I don't think that matters. I think, again, let's just write it down and we'll sort it later. And budgeting or budget planners, they must be able to help, so we could do some research on some of those.
1: OK, well, why don't we get some more ideas online?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Let's have a look there. Credit cards, that's, that's something we've not thought about.
1: It also says here about mobile phones and getting a better deal. Oh, and not just doing your shopping at one supermarket.
0: OK, let's get them down. Um, what about eating out?
1: You're not taking away my pret sandwiches?
0: No, I'm not, but let's just write it down. Remember, there are no solutions yet. We're just listing all the ideas. Oh, Um,
1: this is a good one. Using cash instead of card makes you more aware of how much you're spending. On eBay, we could sell some bits on there.
0: Yeah, and then there's Netflix. Because there might be better ways of watching movies after all. We're always moaning, aren't we? There's never anything on there. And we haven't looked at income things yet, so... So, what are some income things?
1: Well, our pay. But I guess that can only really change if we change jobs.
0: Well, again, let's write it down. There might be something there. And remember that our jobs have outgoings too, because we have to pay for travel. uh, We have to pay for eating lunch, work, clothes. They all cost money too.
1: Yeah, and I reckon you spend about eight quid a day on newspapers and coffee. Write that down.
0: OK, so we've clarified we've ideated. Sounds painful. Now we need to develop. So this is where we start to bring things to a conclusion and review what we wrote. So what have we got that looks workable? What things have we got that won't make us feel like everything's a sacrifice?
1: Not like buying Starbucks and Costa? You see, we make lovely coffee at the weekends with our machines, so why can't we just do that in a week?
0: Yeah. And what about the eating out?
1: Not giving up my sandwiches.
0: But if you think about it, how much do we spend on it? I mean, I reckon we have two takeaways or fast food things a week. So that's about what? 60 pounds a week. Um so that's 240 pounds a month. So if we made lunch and dinner at home instead of the odd takeaway, we could set ourselves a budget of 150 quid to have a really nice meal out once a month and still be 90 pounds better off. So that'd be really special because we don't do that. We don't actually go out for a nice meal and that would feel, I think that would feel a bit special.
1: Yeah, true. I guess I could sell some of the stuff we don't use anymore on eBay. We've got loads of stuff just hanging around.
0: Yeah. And then we could put that into some savings to pay off some credit card debt because then that means we'll be paying out a bit less per month on cards as well.
1: Mine might ask for a pay rise. I mean, what's the worst that can happen?
0: Yeah. Finally, we need to turn this into a workable plan. So the last stage is implement. What are we going to implement?
1: Well, we need to list all of our spending and then rank them by importance. And then we'll ditch the bottom three and see how much we'd be better off by.
0: Yeah, and if you sell that stuff on eBay and pay it off on our credit cards, and then we could do a monthly budget and then review it all again like this in two months.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to ask for a pay rise.
0: Okay, good luck with that, but I can't hope (coughs) I... Okay, <laughs> this is the problem with reading and speaking at the same time. <laughs> yes, well, good luck with that, but it can't hurt, I suppose.
1: Got it out in the end. Got
0: it out in the end. So at least this way, we've come up with we've come up with solutions that aren't just about curbing spend, because we've, we've discovered about generating income from eBay. Um, the idea of having a lovely—I actually think that's a really good idea. Having a lovely meal once a month, so, you know, that feels really good. And paying off some of the credit card debt, which is increasing the monthly spend. Good old creative problem solving.
1: Let's book a table at the restaurant now and then book it for the next four months.
0: That's a really good idea. Make the booking something to look forward to. Oh, we've done really well. Should we go out for a coffee to celebrate?
1: No! Get the coffee maker out. There's no point having a plan if you don't stick to it. Okay.
0: You get the coffee maker I'll get the cups. Fab, do you think we came across like proper financial advisors? <laughs> do you think people will take our advice? I, I hope not. <sighs> I have to say that in all seriousness, in, in going through this and actually using the model, I, it would make me come up with solutions that I wouldn't have thought of before, just by sitting there and saying, how do we solve this problem? Yeah. Um, and I've got a bit of a secret. Don't tell the listeners but I use creative problem solving to work out how to write this episode. We're not still recording, are we?
1: I think so. Uh...
0: Now, obviously, that was just an example to show the model. In the real world, we don't have anything left to sell on eBay because we've just moved house. But we're just trying to show you the stages. And if you have knotty problems that you're getting a bit stuck on, then this idea of creative problem solving could help. And if you become a relationship counsellor or a millionaire as a result, don't forget who gave you the idea. I'm not sure whether I'm going to leave that in. Uh, It's time for the takeaways. Use the links in the show notes to find out more about creative problem solving. Clarify what the problem really is. It might not be what you thought. Ask yourself loads of questions, the five whys and what, who, where, when and how. Generate loads of ideas, even silly ones develop the ones which could work, implement a plan, and then do it. Well, that's nearly the end of the episode. Now, before we go, I just wanted to give a shout out to a few people who've been really cool over the last few weeks helping us with support and sharing the podcast. Thanks ever so much to Sean Maguire over at Share a Slice Podcast. Now, Sean records out of Canada, and his podcast is the definition of cool. He has the most diverse range of guests on, and to say it's interesting just doesn't give it the credit it deserves. So have a listen. He is at shareaslicepodcast.com, all one word, and of course, I'll put a link in the show notes. He's a lovely chap, and he really deserves to be hugely successful. If plants are your thing, particularly houseplants, or even if they're not, I came across a lovely podcast called On the Ledge by Jane Perrone. Now I am the first to say that whatever the opposite of green fingers are, that's what I've got. But this smashing podcast by Jane is just a ticket if you want to revitalise your houseplants or get some greenery into your life. That's On the Ledge, and you can find it at janeperrone.com, and again, I'll put a link in the show notes. Finally, I just want to say a massive thank you to Stacey and Carla for introducing me to Brit PodScene. How have I not seen this before? It's a network for UK independent podcasters where we share tips, ideas, and look at Stacey's death-defying tree pruning adventures. It's a wonderful group of people, and I'm really lucky to have found them and been invited. So thank you ever so much. So that's the end of the episode on creative problem solving. If this model is not something you've used before, and it's been useful to you. I'd really, really love to hear from you and find out what you did with it and how it helped you. So that's it. I'm looking forward to speaking to you next time. Time for the outro. All the links, resource and articles I've used in this episode will be in the show notes right there on your device. Hopefully you'll find them helpful and useful, and hopefully you'll find this whole podcast helpful and useful. I hope you do, and I do spend a lot of time and effort making sure it's relevant, helpful, and entertaining enough for you to listen to. If you agree and you'd like to show your support, there are several ways you can do it. You could go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or a great review, which would be fab. Alternatively, you can share the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We are at sharppodcast, one word, two Ps, or you could even show someone how to subscribe on their phone or their device. And finally, on the website, sharppodcast.com, you can leave feedback, subscribe, or go and listen to the archive episodes. I'm off. I hope you are able to find one thing before our next episode that you can do, which will help you get better. And remember, don't waste time comparing yourself to anyone else. The only person you should try to be any better than is the person that you were yesterday. Bye-bye. One, two, one, two.
1: I'm going to
0: be quiet soon. <laughs> quiet soon. I've got this the wrong way around, but never mind. I'll just have to not move. Hello?